Welcome to another episode of Highly Anticipated Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Raphael. And today, I got with me Thomas Olentense, former Juco All-American star at Virginia. Everyone knows him for the UNC shot. And now he's playing overseas ball in Italy. What's up, Thomas? What up, what up, what up? Yeah, man. So... We really going to dive into it. You know, I know everyone just sees the outside. You know, you see, you know, the shots, you see everything else. But no one really knows Thomas, you know. So today we're going to really dive into all of that. So first, I just want to know, like, why did you start playing basketball? Like, what made you decide to be like, man, I want to start hooping? Uh, Why? I mean, it's actually funny because I used to swim when I was a kid. Uh, uh, So at one point... They, they saw that I was good at it. And they said, yo, you get, we can move up, move you up and swim in the, the big pool, start competing and all that. But because of, <laughs> because of the water being uh, too cold, I was like, mom, mom, give me out, give me out. Yeah. Then we, we decided to choose between basketball and soccer because, you know, here in Italy, soccer is big. And then my mom chose for me and decided basketball because it was – less prone to injury but um <laughs> but at the end in like in the arch of three years i broke my thumb and nose so how old were you no joke on you mom <laughs> but uh, i was um i started at seven yeah so, yeah and i mean i i used to play it at the playground which, which I, I i still do and, so how was like i mean for the audience obviously like Thomas was, he's from Italy. So, you know, he grew up playing in Italy. Um, so, like, what would you say is, like, a difference, like, playing in Italy and then, like, you know, when you kind of came to the States to, like, play college basketball? Like, The best way I can describe it is in the States, we hoop. Here, we teach, like, proper basketball. Yeah. Well, my transition was in my eyes, perfect because I had the chance to learn the principles and the techniques to the T, you know, perfect. And then once I learned that at the age of 15, I decided to just fly over the sea and, and come to the States and try out. And then at that point I discovered hooping, you know, yeah. where you just flow, like just you be one thing with the ball and just hooping, just having fun. So that was, that was great for me. So when you were 15, that's when you came to America. Where did yeah. you go? So um, that's also another funny story. Uh, my grandpa um, was a he was a dentist, and he had no idea what basketball was, but <laughs> saw in my eyes that I was very passionate at it. So he decided to ask his colleagues if he knew any type of source of agent or somebody that could guide me or understand if I was good, worth yeah. it, worth trying this, this career. And so after one year, so he, he asked his, his colleagues and after one year, this guy contacted us, uh, contact us, called us back saying, yeah, the kid is worth it. I looked at, I looked him up for a year and I think we can work with him. So at that point on, I was like, yo, I mean, one, I, I had no idea he called somebody to check me out. So 
I saw an opportunity. I asked him, yo, I want to play the highest competition where I, where I can prove the most and we look up the States. So I decided to, to fly to Florida in a private high school called uh, Edison Academy and the basketball, uh, the basketball team was Victory Rock Prep, which mm-hmm. was a prep school in Florida, Renton, right next to IMG. Yeah. So was it like a like a culture shock? Like you're a 15 year old kid from yeah. Italy, like, and now you're just in Florida, like by yourself. You don't know what's going on, like. Nah, and and when they told me, like, yo, we can't we can send you to the states, but we don't want no phone calls at. 2 a.m. where you cry asking for mama, you know? I was like, nah, nah, trust me. I know I won't do this. Yeah. I believe in this and all that. Three months in, I was, I'm, I have no shame in saying it. Like, I was crying. Yeah. That was a boot camp. Like, you know, for us, outside the States, we see the States as like a an amazing place where dreams come through, you know? Yeah, 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 tight, tight stuff. You yeah. guys preach, right? Like yeah. everything has a shot, a shot, and all that. So I was expecting the high school where I would just walk around with the jacket of the the basketball team. You know, I ended up in a private school where there's 30 students, which 20 of them played basketball with me. So, so it wasn't what I was expecting. And 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Um, wake up calls, lifting, school, four hours basketball. Well, so it was the military. Yeah, yeah, it was intense. <laughs> and so yeah, I was I was I was so pride in, in what I believed, then I just just shut up and then I kept kept walking. So I never called mom, but now we we laugh at it because yeah. I was trying to like, you know, damn, this is this is ass. For sure. So you go to victory prep, you hoop, you know, you get some tapes out there, some highlights, and now you end up at a junior college in Iowa, the middle of nowhere. And Florida and Iowa are two very different states. So mm-hmm. kind of walk me through, like, what? how did you get to Indian Hills College? Well, I want to make a point because usually when I hear these stories, like, you don't get the sense of time, all right? So I spent two years in Florida. Mm-hmm. And two years is not, like, it's not little time, you know? That's a lot of time where you just – you, you, I'm, I'm also an overthinker. Like, I think a lot. And in those two years, like, I was trying so hard to get a D1 uh, scholarship. But I was, I mean, I was in starting five coming from Italy. And I, I played with people that committed to uh, the Gators, Florida Gators, um, um, Long, Long Beach, and somebody from uh, DCU. So, like, school big yeah. school coming to the to to the gym to look them up and i was i was amazed by the process but nothing was coming towards my way you know so so i just want to make sure like people get the time it gets put in on this on, on this you know so what happened two years goes by and i i'm in my uh, last year no offers uh my head coach find a way to pull off one low D1, which was uh, UM, uh, UMC, UMC? Yeah, no, UMKC. Oh and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And so I ended up, I ended up committing uh, there because, you know, the dream was to play D1, you know, yeah. so 
if I'm not playing with the with, with the best team, at least I play against the best team. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, so at that that point, I was you know, yeah, still bummed that I didn't get what I, I wished for, but happy that I got a D1. So I go back um, home for the summer. Usually, I I take the summer to recharge, and um, and at that point, throughout the process of finding documents and and all the work to get the eligibility, something fell off and I couldn't get to D1, to, to UM, UMKC. So at that point, they just gave me a call. Funny story, I was also like in the gym at that time. They called me, hey, uh, we can't get you here, but the option is to get you in a junior college for a couple of months till we figure out these things and then just hop on in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. I was once again bumped, you know, like, man, I can't, I can't get there. You know? It's still a roadblocks, another one, another one, another one. So I, I call, I call the people that are here in Italy asking like, what would be the best, you know? Cause I still could go pro in Italy at that time. At 17, I would be the youngest in the team. And then, you know, go through that process because there's multiple ways to get pro mm-hmm. in the pros, you know? But I called back, said, all right, just, just let me get there in Juco. And, and yeah, so that's how I ended up at Indian Hills because UMKC couldn't figure it out. So clearly a couple months was not a couple months. It turned to you staying there for about two years. So what kind of happened? I know obviously the initial plan was, okay, we're going to go there a couple months some buckets or whatever the case may be and i'm gonna be in my d1 but that didn't happen and why was that did not did not did not happen uh because they just took too long i guess they weren't very interested but but lucky you know you gotta take you gotta take what is given to you you know so Mm -hmm. at that point i just i think i just shifted my mindset and finally got into hooping you know i was still the overseas kid that was trying to play in the States. Yeah. At that point, I was I was like, just, you know what? Forget all of this. I just, I'll do me. And and at that point, I did my freshman year at JUCO. I did the whole year. And and my head coach was like, yo, I know you, you committed and everything, but there's people here calling. Like, what should I say? And I was like, you know, I mean, I committed. Wait, who who's who's calling? <laughs> UCF. Oh, man. I go on Google. You know, who's UCF? That's a big school. You know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I could, I could, you know. I could see myself though. Right, right. Yeah. So, so at that point, I was like, you know, yeah, just let them know, let them know that I'm available because I'm not just hit UMKC and tell them, you know what, like you guys took, took too much. <laughs> What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And funny, like funny story that the fact that they come, you know, they, they figured out the fact that I was interested in other schools and all that. So they came in, took me out to dinner and all that. But I, I set my mind and and so I moved moved up for, this, for the second year because I was supposed to there, be there for maybe one year, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I decided to stay with my second year and my second year I took off and yeah. So obviously your second, your first year, you know, I guess you could say you were more like 
you were more like that guy, like you was the shooter of the team in a sense. Like they just looked at you, look, you're coming in, you're shooting threes. That's it. That's yeah. all that we want Thomas to do. We don't want him to do nothing else. In yeah. your second year, like you said, you took that step and you're the clear leader of that team in a sense when it comes to just the overall game. You know, you were the primary scorer. That's just how it seemed, you know. Yeah. But you did have some roadblocks in your sophomore year, you know, in a sense, you, I want to say, did you fracture your wrist mm-hmm. or so kind of talk, talk me through that. Cause I want to say you still played through it in a sense. So like kind of talk, talk me through that. Yeah. And that whole honestly, honestly, like when they, people talk about roller coaster, I think I've been through one of the craziest roller coaster. Yeah. Of course. I mean, high school and all that. Uh, D1 and then dropping down to JUCO and so so this story and by the way like I just want to make sure people knows like we we went to JUCO together yeah we we know each other by the way we know each other that's why like you know the little intel stories but so what happened um I I fractured my scaphoid which is a bone in the wrist and the unfortunate thing is my shooting hand. Uh, I was I was uh, I was traveling at what 48, 49 percent from three, shooting seven shots per game. So so I was hot. <laughs> I was hot. <laughs> and I I don't know I don't I had I don't have a, uh, an idea how I broke it because I broke it in two different uh, uh, situations. The first one, I think I slightly fractured it, but we went through the x-ray and nothing was shown. And I discovered later that fra- uh, fracture like this, bones like this, they tend to not show right away, but you got to wait two weeks yeah. and, then, and then watch it through the x-ray. But we didn't, we didn't do that. So we went straight to it, checked it out. Nothing was shown. So I just bruised, just ice it. Played through it. Played two months on top of it. Hurts. Ice hurts. Ice hurts. Hurts. Yeah. We went. Um, we were still. I was like still doing my thing. Uh, I also. I remember. I had a. I had a record in mind to, to break, which was my teammate Shane Gatlin the year before. Uh, I think he had like over a hundred. Yeah, I remember you wanted that record bad, and you was you was on pace for it too. I was, I was. <laughs> but uh, what happened at a home game? I uh, accidentally um, caught my thumb in a jersey, somebody's jersey, and just pulled back, and I couldn't see it anymore. So, so I got on the bench, ripped it, and I mean, I. I feel proud of, of going back in and just hitting one last yeah, one last <laughs> shot. And then I call it a day. Uh, went to the x-ray. It was like this, this wide of a fracture because I I broke it twice, you know. Yeah. So that caught the word dropped. Like they I well, I guess that was my second time of crying because yeah. I couldn't, I saw, I saw a door where it could lead me to my dream, just vanish. Yeah. So that was, that was hard, but um, my head coach 
was was confident in, in what I've done in those two years. And he said, you know what, just, just trust me, believe that you've done enough. Yeah. And, and just stay strong, go through this process, and, and you'll be fine. So, uh, so yeah. Did you have, I'm sure you had, you had a lot of doubts in your mind when that happened. Because you know, I, I know stories like this where people, uh, I don't know, get in a motorcycle accident and can't play anymore. Like I literally have uh, some some uh, some teammate of mine, dad, that was going was supposed to go pro, and that summer, like he was driving the moped and yeah. an accident and broke his wrist. So in my mind, I had that yeah. where my my career would it would be ended, like done. Yeah. So obviously we, we talked about, you know, these, your, your past two years, not your past two years, but your two years at Indian Hills already a little bit of the roller coaster that you went through. And obviously at this point, you know, your wrist is broke. You're down on yourself. You're like, man, here we go again. You know, this, this can't be happening right now. You know what I mean? So my thing is like, what would you say, like in terms of your recruiting process, like, like what changed in your recruiting process? What changed? Uh-huh. Being, uh oh, I got it. Being patient, because I mean, especially for basketball players, yeah. at Juco, Juco is not is not considered like the best spot where, the, from where to get recruited. Yeah. So like people like us, once they go into JUCO, they're they're looking at that as the last chance to get a D one school. Yeah. So you get an offer, you're like, oh, I'm taking that. Like I live no doubt I'll get in, take the first option. But my head coach was like, you know what? I mean, you American, yeah. you know, so I trust you, and. And so he told me to wait, wait, be patient, be patient, be patient. And luckily, because of that, I got over like 30, 30 schools. Yeah. So obviously the 30 schools, you end up going to Virginia. Like for someone that just broke their wrist ends up going to Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. They either won the championship. I think they either the year before or two years before. And like, year before i mean how did you feel like i mean those like after that phone call with tony bennett i was like i like trusting the process actually works yeah nah for sure (laughs) like like it was it was crazy because i mean i had kansas and uh baylor and arizona and all of them like interested okay i i I don't want to hype it up too much they were on the list. They were there, you know, and and luckily, the patient that I that I put in, they just just uh, gave me the opportunity to go to UVA, and and that that was very like a, a proud moment. Yeah. Where in four years, like. Yeah. From the kid that didn't get recruited from D1 to UVA, that was a big jump. So yeah, no, that's that's honestly amazing. Also, like I don't know, want to repeat, like those are four years, yeah. right? 
of just sure. going through stuff, you know, like the little cool. kid from Italy had a dream. And now not only did you accomplish that dream, like, bro, you went to literally the reigning national champs, you know, yeah. no, no offense to the first school that recruited you, UMKC, yeah. but man, if, if you like, it's just crazy how, you know, when you stay patient, like what can happen? So kind of, you know, because we're reaching the end of our interview a little bit, I kind of want to talk about two things. You know, while you were in college, I want to talk about the shot against <laughs> UNC, the game winner. Arguably, probably, I would say one of the biggest shots of your life. So first, let's talk about that. And then we're going to kind of talk about your transition from Virginia to your professional life. All right. Quick. Uh, I think 30 seconds, something, something like it. Yeah. I fouled the guy yeah. from three-point line. And I think we were down, or we were up. We were up two. Up two. Uh, I think Anthony, um, Anthony Edwards went to the oh, pull-up. Pull-up, long rebound. I go to try to grab the rebound. So I go back in, go out. My man was out, wide open, catch it, released it, open his leg, foul. Yeah. Uh, I just I just lost the game, guy. Yeah. I just timeout after the first free throw or second, I don't know. Down one or or tie game, something like that. Timeout. I was like, all right, all right, just just focus, focus, focus. Yeah. Forget it, forget it. Boom, he made it. And we got, we got, of course, a play to run. We had like maybe eight seconds, nine. And Kia grabs the ball. I wasn't expecting a ball because in in, during practice, that ball doesn't come to me. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like it's a pick roll, some sort of it at the, at the top with Kia and Jay Huff. Balls comes to me. And honestly, in my mind, memory-wise, everything is blank. Yeah. I don't remember. But... In the process, I I believed I because um, also like my last shot was probably a block shot yeah. by the same guy that was guarding me. So I knew once I catch it, pump fake, he would just fly. Yeah, what happened? Pump fake, fly, one step on the side, released it. Fit, everything went quiet to me. Yeah. Quiet. In fact, in that moment, I was like. Shot, I made it. Let's go back to defense. Yeah. Everybody was going wild. I was yeah. like, Nah, right that was I, that was on like Sports Center. Like that was one of the craziest shots I ever seen. And that like, was that was fun. So I know, like, you felt the feeling you yeah. probably felt is undescribed is indescribable. Especially because I lost the game. Yeah, I lost the game. yeah, it would have been on you, but you got it back though. You got it back in blood yeah. though. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of to talk about our last topic. Honestly, just a little, because we're going to, honestly, I'm going to interview you again, you know, because I'm, I'm going to yeah, keep up with I, your, I didn't know we had a time. Yeah, I'm going to keep up with your journey for sure. So kind of give us a little quick, a quick transition of becoming a professional athlete overseas right now. Okay, so it, it is true, um, like overseas life, it, especially for, for a foreigner, because I can see it from this the prospect, like, the eyes of a foreigner and it, it's hard because mm-hmm. I mean I've done it coming to the states so going to the up like a different place 
different culture and all that. So it's hard, but it's rewarding because it's like the energy in the gym. It's like over the roof. Like you, you, there's games where you don't hear yourself. Like you don't, you don't hear yourself thinking. Yeah. So crazy atmosphere, crazy, crazy energy. And, and I, I think it's because like, especially through like college in college, there's fans, there are students, people that are related to the university here, people come to the games to like just unplug from their, their life. You yeah. Know? So, so they give it all. Like they, they feel, they feel like they're on the court. So when people think about home, home game advantage, home court advantage here, it's true to, to the fullest. Yeah. Like here, it's big time. And, and pro-life, you just got to be, you know, you are uh, in charge of your life that, from that point on. So yeah. if practice is at that time, you got to be there. Like, it, no matter what do you do the, the night before or the morning off, like, you just got to be there. So you have a commitment to the team, but you are a grown man. So you do you, and you just got to perform. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But yeah, man, we kind of running out of a little bit of time. So Thomas, thank you for coming on the show. For sure. We're gonna have another interview in the near future, 100 percent Um, I'm gonna leave Thomas's IG down below. You guys give him a follow, man. And Thomas, again, I do appreciate you coming on. And you guys always like and subscribe. Um, appreciate it. J Raf out.